Have you ever wondered why you get little white spots on your nails? Why your scars just never seem to heal? Or maybe you feel a little bit embarrassed by your dry, cracked heels. What if I told you that all of these are symptoms of nutrient deficiencies or even underlying conditions, and that with a few small changes, you may be able to erase them for good? Today on the podcast, we're discussing what your skin says about you. Your skin and your hair and your nails are usually the last tissues to receive nutrition, so they are often the first place you can notice signs of deficiencies. Different marks can show us what nutrients you may be lacking or even give us clues to underlying conditions you may not be aware of. In this episode, I want to share with you some signs and symptoms to be on the lookout for, what they could mean, and how you can correct them using food and nutrition. Welcome to An Authentic Life, your approachable guide to the imperfect journey of self-empowerment, holistic health, and genuine happiness with me, nutritional medicine practitioner, Miranda Partridge. Together, we'll learn more about ourselves, challenge our limiting beliefs, and foster unconditional self-love with curiosity, experimentation, and a dash of dork to find what it really means to live an authentic life. and welcome to episode five of An Authentic Life. Following on from my last solo episode, which was episode number three, if you wanted to check that one out, I wanted to give you a bit more of an understanding of the way that your body communicates to you that it needs a little more love. Our skin, hair and nails often make up a lot about how we self-identify. And while we know that there is so much more to our value than the way that we look, we can still feel frustrated and embarrassed by some of the niggling signs that can crop up on our skin. And often when the sign just doesn't ever seem to go away, no matter how many creams and potions that we apply, we can get to a place where it feels easier to just accept the sign as a normal part of our bodies, especially if other people in our family find they get those signs too. I'm very passionate about empowering you to take charge of your health, so it is really important to me that you get to know your body as well as you can. Now, before I begin, I need to let you know that these are just some of the signs that you can look for. If I went through them all, this episode would probably go for a few days, and I don't expect that you really have the time to listen to me for that long. But if you have a sign that I don't cover, feel free to hop over to my Instagram at Miranda's Wellness or at an authentic life podcast and send me a DM, or you can email me, Miranda's Wellness at Outlook.com, and I'm happy to have a chat with you about it. I'd also like to mention that while these signs are part of what I use in clinic to determine the best course of action for your health, they are by no means diagnostic. So if you are concerned with what they may mean for your health, I urge you to book in with me or another natural health practitioner to help you get to the bottom of it. Before we get into all of these signs of deficiency, there is something about nutrient deficiencies that I really want you to understand. A nutrient deficiency doesn't necessarily mean that you are not getting enough of that nutrient in your diet. It definitely can mean that. And in my experience, most people don't eat enough minerals. Most people don't eat enough vitamins. Most people don't eat enough good fats. And most people don't eat enough proteins. However, 
if, for example, you are diagnosed with an iron deficiency and you're saying to your doctor, but I eat lots of red meat, I'm eating lots of spinach, I'm doing all of the things you tell me to, I take the supplement you tell me to, and your iron levels aren't really budging, that to me says that your iron deficiency is not being caused by you not consuming enough of that nutrient. It's more likely that it's being caused by poor absorption of that nutrient, which makes us want to look at your gut health. It tells me that there's maybe some inflammation going on in your body, possibly from an underlying condition that has not been diagnosed properly, because underlying conditions mean that the organs that are supporting whatever is going on there are chewing up that nutrient. It says to me that maybe you have a genetic predisposition to require more of that nutrient. It says to me that you have a lot of stress going on in your body, whether that's caused by an underlying condition or some inflammation, some poor gut health, reducing your absorption of things, or you just have a lot of stress going on. Most people do. I really get quite frustrated with the understanding from doctors about deficiencies because I really feel like we are failing people if we are not listening to them, when they are saying they are consuming the sources of iron, for example, and still their iron levels aren't coming up. If that is what's happening, an iron infusion is only a Band-Aid and it's not going to fix the problem. An iron supplement is only a Band-Aid and it's not going to fix the problem. We need to understand our bodies better to understand that if we are deficient in a nutrient, there is something else going on there. While there are some nutrients that are depleted from our soils, Australia from a geological point of view is a very old piece of land. So therefore it is deficient in things like iodine and selenium, both really important for thyroid health. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Generally, a lot of the nutrients that our body need can come from the diet. But if you need to outcompete inflammation, stress, an underlying condition, poor gut health, poor absorption, intolerances, toxic burden, mold toxicity, the list goes on. If you have to outcompete those, then you're not going to be getting enough from your diet. You have a higher requirement for these nutrients for whatever reason. So if you have a deficiency, I really want you to stop thinking that it's just, I just need to eat more of these foods in my diet. If you have a deficiency, there's probably another reason for it. And that is why you come in to see someone like myself so that we can get to the bottom of what that reason is and address it. Now, when I address it, I might use supplements. It's highly likely that I will use supplements because we are trying to boost you up as best we can to facilitate healing. Supplements are not just to address you having a hole or a gap in your diet. Yes, they can be that. For example, in a vegan diet, it's very, very difficult to get B12. They do need to supplement in order to get the B12 in because B12 is found in animal products mostly. When I supplement somebody, yes, it's because I can see that they have a deficiency of certain nutrients. But when I am choosing supplements, I'm doing it to facilitate other mechanisms within the body. So when I look at all of these signs, I'm not just saying, okay, you're zinc deficient, you need zinc. 
I'm going, you're zinc deficient. That means that perhaps your immune system isn't functioning very well and we really need to support your adrenals as well. You might have a lot of inflammation that's going on that we need to get a handle on. And what's happening with your hormones? Is your testosterone or your androgens too high? And it goes on and on and on and on. This is evident because when I do prescribe nutrients, I will say the name of the supplement, what it is supplementing, and then all of the reasons why I have chosen that supplement. And it is very rare that I give anyone less than three reasons why I'm supplementing. And it's very rare that that reason is you are deficient in iron. It's usually to improve energy and improve vitality, improve wound healing, improve immune function. Most of the time, the way that I address these deficiencies are actually by taking things out of the diet that are exacerbating your symptoms. Things like sugar, caffeine, dairy, wheat, soy, eggs, depending on the person, it can be all sorts of different things. Sometimes the culprit can actually be the skincare products that we're using or the house that we live in or the job that we have or the relationship that we're in. It's so much more than just the food that you eat, but the food that you eat can definitely contribute to these deficiencies. But more importantly, the food that you eat can help to facilitate the healing. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, We'll go through some of the signs of deficiencies to look out for. Grab a pen and paper, write down all of the ones that sound familiar to you or to somebody that you know, and try to take note of some of the nutrients that I talk about because you might need more of them in your diet. But if a lot of these signs are coming up for you, it may also be a sign that there's something underlying that we need to get to the bottom of. So please remember that this is a lesson in the ways that your body could be communicating to you and that listening to your body is such an important skill to teach yourself. So let's jump into it. A lot of these signs can seem very innocuous, but once you start to observe when they occur for you or, you know, what's going on in your life at the time that these signs start appearing, you can start to see the patterns of what might be happening for you. And I believe that that's a really empowering thing to be able to do. I know that in my first year of uni, when I was kind of at the start of this journey of health for myself, I had these little red bumps on the back of my arm and I'd kind of always had them. Like even in childhood, I remember having these bumps on the back of my arms and I totally thought that it was normal. But it was when we were discussing all of these signs that that was one of the first ones that popped up and I was like, hang on, I actually know what you're talking about. I have that. And I started to adjust my diet and I took a supplement as well and they disappeared and they have never, ever come back. And that's because my diet has never since that moment ever been deficient of those nutrients. I think I may have had like one dot very occasionally during my pregnancy, which of course is a time where it's very normal to have a lot of deficiencies because, you know, you're growing another human being, but I never got them to back to the extent that I had them for the rest of my life when I was young. And I would have been about 20, 
2.23 at the time that I realized this and addressed it. So that's why I say that recognizing these and then addressing them may mean that you might be able to erase them for good. Because in my experience, a lot of these signs do go away once you address the deficiencies within your diet and start really getting real with what foods you might be intolerant to and that sort of thing. So so I guess I just wanted to share with you that anecdote so that I can give you an understanding that these things can get better. Like I said, we sometimes just accept them because we don't know any different. And this can go with any sort of symptoms, not just symptoms in your skin, hair and nails. So just keep in mind, if if there's part of you that just does not feel quite right, have a listen to these signs and symptoms. And if any of them are something that you suffer from, I really want you to experiment with your own health here and see if you can make any changes within your diet. Sometimes we do need supplements. I'm going to do an entire episode on my beliefs and my opinions on supplements. But for the moment, we just want to concentrate on food because that's the easiest way to make changes and sometimes the most cost effective way as well. So we may as well start with the red spots on the back of the arms. So these red spots, they kind of look like little pimples and they're tiny little pinprick sort of size and they can sometimes be a little bit pustular not often because they're not very often infected but they're usually red and bumpy and I have heard of some GPs saying that they're just something that will never go away in my experience like I said that's not necessarily true bumps on the back of your arms are usually a sign that you are deficient in essential fatty acids or EFAs which is usually omega-3s and other good fats but generally omega-3s and sometimes some deficiencies in fat-soluble vitamins. So vitamin A and vitamin E in particular, sometimes vitamin D, but generally your fat-soluble vitamins. So your fat-soluble vitamins are called fat-soluble because they require fat in order to be absorbed once they are digested from your food. So if you do have a sign like this, and there are a lot of signs of essential fatty acid deficiency that I'm going to go through here, it is quite likely that you may not be getting enough fat in your diet in general. And so as a result, your body cannot absorb the fat-soluble vitamins very well. It could be that you have a fat malabsorption problem or fat digestion problem. That's when we would look at things like your liver and your gallbladder health. But generally, I find that the people who have the dots on the back of their arms, they have a diet that is high in sugar, high in wheat and dairy sometimes, usually not enough vegetables and definitely not enough nuts, seeds, fish, if you're not vegan, of course and good quality meats as well. But like I said, that's just one sign of fatty acid deficiency. So stick with me. We're going to go through a few and you'll probably start to see patterns here. Cracked heels is another sign of essential fatty acid or omega-3 deficiency. So I find that people who, again, just aren't getting enough good fats in their diet or not enough fat in general in their diet have really cracked heels to the point that it can become quite painful as well. So we really want to get on top of that. One thing to understand about fat and cholesterol is that both of them are required to create the membrane around every single cell of your body. The reason why omega-3 is known as an essential fatty acid is because your body cannot create it itself. So therefore you need to consume it through your food. Omega-3s are one of the most common nutrients that I find deficient in a lot of diets. This can be for many reasons. For starters, the quality of the omega-3s that people are either taking or eating isn't there. 
perhaps the digestion's not so great, so they can't really digest and absorb the fatty acid in the first place. But most of the time, it's literally that we're just not eating enough of it. Omega-3s can come from oily fish, sardines, mackerel, salmon, herring. They're probably the better sources as far as fish is concerned, as they have less mercury. But other sources are walnuts, flax or linseeds. They're the same thing chia seeds and hemp seeds. The only thing to keep in mind with the vegan sources is that you need a lot more to yield just as much omega-3. Grass-fed meats do have some omega-3 in them as well. Grain is very high in omega-6, so any any omega-3 that they may be consuming through grass, for example, gets displaced by omega-6, which is what makes meats so inflammatory. So ideally you want grass-fed, if not organic meats, to get in those beautiful omega-3s, essential fatty acids. But as a general recommendation, you want a diet that's high in really good fats, lots of fats, high in protein, lots of vegetables, and some nuts and seeds is great in there as well because they are going to give your body some good fats like your monounsaturated oils as well. But the reason why I talk about the omega-3s is generally just because most people don't get enough of them. Another really common sign that can mean a multitude of things is acne. Now, acne, obviously, it can happen on your face, and that's probably the most obvious place, but we can get it on our backs, on our bellies, all sorts of different places. Acne on the face from a Chinese medicine perspective can really mean different things depending on the placement of it. And we do kind of use that within the Western natural medicine philosophy. But in general, I find that most people that are suffering from acne aren't getting enough zinc in their diet, which most people are zinc deficient. They're not getting enough vitamin C in their diet. And again, they might not be getting enough omega-3s in their diet. There are other things that can cause or exacerbate acne. So having an imbalance in your gut known as dysbiosis uh, of your bacteria and other microbes that are living in there. Being dehydrated can make your acne worse. Having way too much sugar in your diet. And for some people, way too much sugar can be not much sugar at all. A high stress lifestyle can increase your acne as well because stress depletes vitamin C and depletes zinc as well. Having a food intolerance, especially dairy, usually means that you get acne around your mouth on your chin area. And that's something I definitely suffered from when I was eating dairy when I knew I shouldn't. It can also be a sign of a hormonal dysregulation, usually polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, because when you have PCOS, you have high androgens or high testosterone. Testosterone increases your oil production, which can make the acne worse. And again, if you've got that high testosterone, you're likely zinc deficient. You need the zinc to basically lower that testosterone. Teenage boys will generally get acne, A, because of the high testosterone levels, but also because of this zinc deficiency. Now, this might seem a little bit TMI, but basically every time a man ejaculates, they ejaculate some of their zinc. And what is something that teenage boys kind of discover? Um, If you think about that, um, they are generally releasing a lot of zinc 
all the time. So it's really important to get on top of your zinc if you have any sort of acne. Now, we do have to be careful with supplementation with zinc because it can knock out your copper stores, which is a whole nother thing. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you actually talk to a professional about the type and the form and the amount of zinc that you supplement. But foods that have high zinc are things like pumpkin seeds, seafood and shellfish, especially oysters and grass-fed meats, again, will have high amount of zinc. There are some seeds, like I said, pumpkin seeds, some sesame seeds as well, but it's going to be your meat sources and seafood sources that have really high amounts. You can easily look up vegan lists for all of these nutrients that I mentioned, by the way, and I encourage you to do that because whether you're vegan or not, it's going to give you a list of vegetables and nuts and seeds to include more of in your diet, which you definitely should be anyway. But these are just general sources of these foods. Now, second to acne is the the purpling acne scarring or just general purpling of scars. When your wounds are taking a long time to heal, you're finding that you have acne scarring for an extended amount of time and it doesn't seem to go away and you're going and spending all this money on treatment. Again, this is a zinc and possibly a vitamin C deficiency sign. You require zinc and vitamin C in order to create collagen. Collagen is what heals and knits those tissues back together. And when the scarring is pink, it's healing. When it's purple, it's not really healing as fast as we would like it to. Ideally, scars will go from pink to translucent. But when they're going that purpley color and sticking around for a long time, we really want to increase your vitamin C and your zinc. Now, I've talked about zinc sources. One thing to know about vitamin C is that it is in all your fruits and vegetables, any fresh produce that you have. However, as soon as your produce is exposed to oxygen, light or heat, the vitamin C content will decline. So that's why getting, for example, those bags of apple that's pre-sliced at the supermarket is a terrible idea. The vitamin C content is just not there. And you can taste the difference between fruit and vegetables that have been prepped a couple of days ago and left to sit in the fridge or something that you've just, you know, grated up or cut up yourself because that nutrient content is still there. So if you're getting this acne scarring happening, we want to be increasing the amount of zinc in your body, increasing the amount of vitamin C in your body. So again, lots of fresh produce, You need it to be fresh and raw in order for the vitamin C content to be there. And I would really encourage you to steer clear of things like orange juice or general fruit juices because they do have a high sugar content. And if you have this scarring because it's an acne scar, any sugar that you eat, whether it's a natural sugar or from a chocolate bar, it's going to exacerbate your acne. Sugar exacerbates inflammation. It causes an imbalance of bacteria in your gut. It just causes a lot of havoc. So please stay away from fruit juices, just eat fresh produce. And if you really feel like you're kind of on top of this and it's still quite purple, that's probably when we would supplement. But again, I really urge you to get some advice about supplementation to make sure that it's right for you. Stretch marks are definitely in this category of scarring. A lot of them happen, again, if we are deficient in these nutrients. So your essential fatty acids, your vitamin C, your zinc, your vitamin A, your vitamin E. If you are deficient in those, it means that your skin isn't going to be as strong as it needs to be to prevent 
stretch marks, whether you're putting on weight or like me, you go through puberty, your hips kind of go out really quickly and you get stretch marks or when you're pregnant and your belly grows and you get stretch marks that way. You can apply all the oils and body butters as you like. If you are not getting in the nutrients in your diet, there is no way that you can prevent these stretch marks. I do like to steer clear of the argument that they're genetic because, again, I do believe in family patterns. And generally, if somebody is eating the same way that their mother did when they were pregnant and both their mother and them are getting stretch marks in pregnancy, then it's likely that they both are deficient in those nutrients rather than it just being a genetic thing. So that's why I'm a big fan of supplementing in pregnancy. Again, another topic I will talk about later. But if you do find that you suffer from stretch marks or you get the stretch marks and they go that purpley color, we really want to address the nutrient deficiencies that are happening there. If you've ever experienced cracks in the corner of your mouth and it's not a cold sore, this is known as angular chelitis and it is a sign of B vitamin deficiency. So your B vitamins It's something like between B vitamins and magnesium, they're responsible for 30,000 different reactions within the body every second, something crazy like that. They are so widely utilized throughout the body. They're responsible for energy production. They're responsible for our neurotransmitter production to keep us happy and calm and help us sleep and keep us motivated. And they help our body to detoxify. They, They do so many things. But if you're finding that you get that dry, sore, cracked corner of the mouth, either on one corner or both, and you're getting it quite often, it's likely that you are deficient in B vitamins. So again, you could supplement. And to be honest, all of the foods that I've already mentioned all have B vitamins in them. If you are experiencing this, it could actually mean that your liver is a little bit overburdened. And what I mean by that is that there are so many chemicals in our world We come into contact with chemicals that we don't even know about half the time, whether it's through air fresheners, pollution, touching the plastic of our steering wheel, uh, heating up food in a plastic container, perfumes, body washes, the pesticides in our food, you name it, there are so many chemicals. And if we don't have the nutrients that we need in order to allow our organs like our liver, our kidneys, our skin, our lungs to properly detoxify, then our body does get overburdened with these chemicals. And the reason why I say that this angular chelitis could be a sign of that is because you really need a lot of B vitamins in order to detoxify. You might find that you start to get the cracked corners of your lips when you're feeling stressed, and that is because you need B vitamins in order to manage your stress and create those neurotransmitters that I talked about. You might also find that it's at a time where you're feeling quite depleted of energy and maybe even struggling to sleep. So you really want to look at the holistic picture here and look at ways to manage your stress better, make sure that you're doing what you can to reduce the burden on your liver. So using natural skincare, for example, or natural cleaning product, eating organic food, things like that. Making small changes to improve the way that your body functions and also increasing your nutrient status at the same time. Now, eczema or dermatitis are generally an allergy sign. 
If you see them in a baby or child, it's highly likely that they have an allergy to dairy and or soy. So it's really important to get those out of the diet straight away and see if that makes a difference. But it's also a sign of an imbalance of gut bacteria as well. So when we are consuming foods that we are intolerant to, that can really cause havoc in the balance of microbia in the gut. So again, it is that intolerance sign, allergy sign, but we might want to look at things that we can do to nurture the gut. Things like taking some slippery elm powder, you might need to take a specific probiotic, but generally eating more fruits and vegetables is going to be really helpful there because they're providing the fiber that your gut needs in order to create that balance of gut bacteria and also the antioxidants that you need in order to reduce the inflammation that's going on from the eczema and the dermatitis. Again, this is where omega-3s would come in handy as well because of that inflammation. We need omega-3s to reduce inflammation. You see how you kind of get a bit of a picture building of what could be happening to a person based on their different signs. This is where my questioning would come in about, you know, what else is going on with them. But another really important thing to remember with eczema and dermatitis is that soaps, even non-allergenic soaps, are going to break down that first layer of skin that is a protective barrier. So it's actually much more beneficial to be washing your hands using a vegetable-based sorbeline cream, which sounds strange, I know, but that is much more protective for the hands and can reduce that breakdown of that first layer than to continue washing with with an hypoallergenic soap. But again, we want to make sure the diet's nice and full of fat so that the cells of the skin can really heal. Zinc is important. Vitamin C is important. Omega-3s are important. A lot of these nutrients are required to create collagen to really heal the skin. So that's why it kind of keeps coming back to very similar things when it comes to skin. Now, this is one that if you suffered it, you'd be aware of it, but you probably wouldn't notice it otherwise. And that is losing the outer third of your eyebrows. This sign in particular occurs with hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism is decreased function of the thyroid organ and your thyroid governs your metabolism. So someone who has that outer third of their eyebrow missing could also just have really low energy. They might struggle to lose weight. They might have really slow sluggish digestion and get a lot of constipation. They might have dry skin, hair and nails as well. And they might also find that they often get really cold hands and feet, colder than other people in the room. And it takes them quite a while to warm up. Now, low thyroid function can be an autoimmune condition. So you really need to make sure that you're getting help with supplementation because some supplements can actually make the autoimmune condition worse. However, we do want to make sure that within our diet, we are providing the building blocks that we need for thyroid hormone production. In order for us to create and convert our thyroid hormone into the active thyroid hormone T3, our thyroids need tyrosine, zinc, selenium, and iodine. Unfortunately, Australian soil, being the very old piece of land that it is, is very depleted in particular of selenium and iodine, which is why supplementation can be helpful. But like I said, 
Supplementation can also exacerbate autoimmune conditions. So if you aren't sure about what's going on with your thyroid, I really suggest that you book in with me or another natural health practitioner to get proper testing done so we can really understand because your doctor will very rarely test more than just your thyroid stimulating hormone. I will do a podcast on this later, but it's not enough to really get a good understanding of what's going on with your thyroid. But you can, again, eat those food sources that I mentioned of zinc, food sources of tyrosine. Tyrosine is an amino acid, so it's generally found in a lot of high-protein foods. Foods like almonds, pumpkin seeds, avocado, banana, beef, chicken, egg, fish, They're all sources of tyrosine. So you can support your thyroid in that way. Iodine can be a lot harder to get. Like I said, our soils in this country are quite depleted of iodine, but seaweeds, mushrooms, sunflower seeds, oysters, asparagus, garlic can be sources of iodine. And selenium, which is a really potent antioxidant mineral. You can usually get it in Brazil nuts. Having three Brazil nuts a day will be enough for you to meet your RDI or recommended daily intake. But other foods that also contain selenium are things like yeasts, broccoli, alfalfa, onions, turnips, fish, eggs, garlic, peanuts, celery, organ meats, those sort of foods. Again, I really do urge you to talk to somebody about that, especially if you're missing that out a third of the eyebrow because it really doesn't happen unless you have that hypothyroid thing happening. Another hair-related sign is hair loss. So if you're getting male pattern hair loss as a woman, then that can be a sign that you have high testosterone. So definitely get that checked out. But if you're losing your hair, there are heaps of different reasons it could be happening. So it can be really common after you've had a baby to lose a lot of hair. If you're not eating enough or you're eating too low carb a diet, you can lose a lot of hair. If you have a gluten sensitivity or even celiac disease, you can lose hair. Stress, of course, can make you lose hair. Thyroid disease can make you lose hair. Going on the pill, going off the pill, taking an antidepressant, having polycystic ovarian syndrome or an androgen excess can make you lose hair, but also iron deficiency zinc deficiency and protein deficiency can make you lose hair. So again, there's heaps of different reasons why you might be losing hair. Again, that's why it's important to hire someone like myself to really dig into what's going on with you so that we can get to the bottom of it. The last few signs that I want to discuss are on your nails. If you are somebody who usually gets your nails done because your nails are weak, they break easily, or they're really ridged and you don't like the look of them, it's a really good idea to actually take a break from getting your nails done so that you can get an understanding of your nails. Because if you do have any of these signs that I'm going to talk about, then we can actually improve them with your diet and your lifestyle, possibly some supplements, and then you may not need to get false nails, which is pretty revolutionary, I think. I've had heaps of clients that get false nails simply because they are embarrassed by hair how their nails look or because they feel that they can't get their nails to grow, not understanding that these can actually be signs of what is going on with their health. 
and could be prevented with food, with nutrients, with diet, lifestyle changes. So if you are that person, if you really get nails because you don't like the way they look, they're really hard to grow, they break easy, any of those sort of things, this part of the podcast is 100% for you. And I really encourage you to stop getting your nails done for a while to really assess what's happening and see if we can actually change any of this by changing up the food that you're eating and the choices that you're making. It is important to note that some of these signs can happen because of nail damage. So if you have obviously banged a hammer on your nail, jammed it in a door, or damaged at any point, then obviously this sign would be there for that reason. But if these signs are appearing and there's no obvious damage, you don't really know why they're there, it's likely that it's going to be one of these nutrient deficiencies. So the first one, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, is white spots on the nails. I know I have always known about white spots on the nails, and my understanding was that it was a calcium deficiency, which it can be, but it's actually more commonly a zinc deficiency. So the difference is when you look at your nails and you have these white spots, if the white spot is defined, it's likely a zinc deficiency. If the white spot is quite cloudy and hard to define, then it's likely a calcium or silica deficiency. If you have vertical ridging, like very obvious ridging on your nails, then again, it could be a silica deficiency. A lot of the times it's an iron deficiency sign, but it could also be a B vitamin deficiency sign. If you get horizontal ridges, however, that can be a calcium sign or it could be a sign of blood sugar dysregulation. So that's when we want to be finding out about diabetes and dementia in your family. We want to be looking at how much sugar you are actually consuming, whether it's natural or not, and whether or not you're getting the minerals that your body needs to support your blood sugar properly. So that's things like chromium and magnesium. If you've got horizontal lines, not ridges, but visible lines, it can be a sign of stress, heavy metal toxicity or arsenic poisoning. And it can also happen if you have recently gone through chemotherapy. Spooned nails, which is literally where the nail is concave, where it should be convex, is a very strong sign of iron deficiency. It can come up with things like lupus and Raynaud's, but generally it is iron deficiency and very poor gut health. That has not been addressed for a long time. The reason why I say it's quite a prominent sign of iron deficiency is because in order for your nails to change the way that they curve, this has to have been happening for quite some time. And generally, these are the clients that they're probably really quite pale and exhausted. It doesn't really matter what they do. They just can't find the energy or the drive to do anything. They usually have the big black circles under their eyes as well because they are so tired and iron deficient. And that's another sign of iron deficiency right there. But these are the clients that I would usually be doing a lot of gut health stuff with. They likely have some sort of intolerance to dairy and or wheat and gluten. And building them back up again can take some time because whatever's been going on with them has been going on for quite some time. So if you do have spooned nails, please book in with me. I really want to get on top of that with you because your nails should not be that shape. And it is really, really concerning to me. Pitting, which is like pin-like indents on the top of your nails. 
It can be a sign of psoriasis and dermatitis. They can be alopecia and reactive arthritis. So all of those generally show us that there is some inflammation going on in the body, possibly an allergy of some sort, and generally some sort of gut dysbiosis or imbalance that's contributing to that autoimmune allergenic type person. Peeling nails, usually a protein deficiency, sometimes an iron deficiency sign as well because you're not getting enough oxygen to the nail. Dry and brittle nails is usually a thyroid sign. So remember I was saying with thyroid that you can have dry hair, skin and nails. People with low thyroid function are usually the ones that have the dry, brittle nails. They break really easily and they probably get their nails done. (laughs) So please get your thyroid properly checked if this sounds like you. Uh, And the last sign that I want to talk about around your nails is that cracked skin around the nails. It gets quite sore. Sometimes it bleeds. That's usually a silica deficiency, an essential fatty acid deficiency, or a calcium deficiency. So as you can see, there are a lot of overlaps with these deficiency signs. A lot of them are mineral deficiencies, which I do see quite commonly with people. We're just not eating enough minerals in general. So at the very least, if that's all you can get out of this, please make sure you are eating at least two cups of green leafy vegetables every day. Try and vary them. Do some silver beet and some broccoli and some spinach and some cabbage and some rocket and some cos lettuce, all of those sort of things so that you can get a nice wide variety of minerals in your diet. A lot of these are also just general signs of inflammation, poor stress management, gut imbalance going on in the body, and that means that you're probably not absorbing your nutrients properly. So as you can see, it kind of all starts to come back to very similar areas. And by having those two cups of leafy greens, you will be helping your body to reduce inflammation, by the way. And there's fiber and antioxidants in there, so that can help to balance your gut bacteria, especially if they're organic. There's also minerals in there that are really helpful for your blood sugar regulation. So as you can see, like I was trying to say, yes, if you have a deficiency, there are foods with those nutrients that you can eat that can help reduce that deficiency. But at the same time, we want to be treating the cause of that deficiency. And the cause may not necessarily be that you are not getting enough in your diet. That's why you want to go and see somebody like me so I can actually have a look at what's going on. But at the very least, I hope what you got out of this is an idea that a lot of these signs that are happening aren't necessarily just a genetic thing. They could be happening because you have deficiencies, because you have underlying conditions, and because your body is screaming out at you, please help. There is something going on and I really want you to look at it. So come at all of this from that point of view and do your best to listen to your body. Once you can do that, you can start to experiment with changing different aspects of your diet, your lifestyle, and your environment to help your body heal. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, please feel free to screenshot this podcast, put it up on your socials, especially Instagram, tag me in it, leave me a five-star review. I would absolutely love that. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. Not sure about the rest of the platforms, but definitely on Apple you can do that. Send me a message or better yet, if you really feel like any of this resonates with you and you want some help, 
book in with me at mirandaswellness.com.au. Thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. If you liked this podcast, please share it with someone you love. Take a screenshot and put it in your stories or review and rate the podcast on iTunes to help new listeners find it. You can follow me at Miranda's Wellness or at An Authentic Life Podcast on Instagram and work with me at www.mirandaswellness.com.au. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions and nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical condition. Neither Miranda Partridge or any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.